This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 15th of September. Most of us will have heard or sung the hymn Amazing Grace at some point in our lives. And if there was a top 10 of liturgical hymns and chant, then it would surely be in that top 10. It's popular at weddings and funerals alike and many other occasions. It's one of those hymns that everyone knows. And it gets sung apparently around 10 million times a year and has appeared on 11,000 albums. But what most people who sing that hymn don't know is the very moving story behind it, because the lyrics were written 200 years ago by a clergyman called John Newton, who was a former slave trader. It took him a long time to realise the evils of this business, but he eventually saw it and had an influence on many other Christians, particularly William Wilberforce. On one expedition at sea during a storm when he thought the ship might sink, he prayed for deliverance. And that experience began his conversion to Christ, resulting in him penning those now famous lyrics, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. I once was lost, but now I'm found. These are sentiments that sit very comfortably with the Gospel of St Luke, which has often been called the Gospel of Mercy. And in particular, with the parables of Jesus that I read this Sunday, specifically the sheep and the goats that are lost and found. Now, often we think that religion and spirituality is all to do with my quest for God, trying to find the right path, searching for God. And that's fine as far as it goes, but it's not the heart of the Bible. The Bible is about God's quest, God's search for us. Our quest is a pale reflection of God's unrelenting search for us. So the life of the Christian is all about letting ourselves be found by God. The parables are all about this craziness of God searching for us, who are that sheep and that coin that goes missing. Who else would go to those lengths to find a single lost sheep or a single penny? Why would God fret over just one single soul when there are so many others? Wouldn't it be better to invest in all the others who are faithful and who never get lost? But this is the way God does things. Think if you're a parent of a family with a number of children and one of them is lost, one of them wanders away, you wouldn't just say, don't worry about that one, I've got plenty of others, why bother? A parent wouldn't react in that way. And so God, who is love, searches in this almost irrational way for the one who is lost. St Catherine of Siena had a lovely expression in her Italian that God is pazzo d'amore, he is crazy in love. So God's sense of logic and justice turns everything we believe to be logical on its head. With God, we simply don't receive the behaviour we'd expect from others. His logic towards us always responds with mercy and undeserved mercy. But then mercy wouldn't be mercy if we deserved it. The very essence of the Christian religion is that God has come to the world to reconcile the whole of creation to himself. And this act of making things at one with him 
continues through all the ages, including our own. And furthermore, this reconciliation or pardon which Christ brings is accessed in and through the church that Christ founded and with the sacramental means he established, baptism as the first plank of salvation, which makes us children of God, and then the second plank, reconciliation or confession, for those sins committed after baptism. So it's all about mercy and reconciliation. And this is why the church exists, to be the merciful hands of God to those who have become like the lost sheep or the lost coin. You know, it's estimated that there are around 4 million baptised Catholics in England and Wales who no longer or rarely attend Mass and the sacraments. The Church asks us to be Christ-like ambassadors to these souls, sharing the message of his unconditional, crazy love, his acceptance and his pardon. Now, if we're a parent, a grandparent, a sibling, or a friend of someone who no longer practices their faith, we often feel that heaviness of heart for them. Many of us keep in our hearts at least one person in our family when we come to Mass who has become disconnected from the life of Christ and his church. And with this in mind, as a parish family, we're ever looking for new ways to engage these resting Catholics. There are three initiatives on the horizon. First of all, the Pivotal Players series, which will be shown on the last two Mondays of this month on St Benedict and St Francis. Details are in the newsletter. And then our journey in faith for those wanting to become Catholics or find out more about the faith, which begins in October. And thirdly, the Landings resource, which we're going to launch at the start of Lent for returning Catholics. Any one of us might be the person with the right word, the right gentle invitation, the right quiet, non-judgmental response, which enables them to cross the threshold back into the life of the church, into the life of grace. We remember them especially at Mass this Sunday on this day of prayer for home mission. The 15th of September, the church celebrates the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows, reminding us that she was one of that very small group who did remain with Jesus to the bitter end. Standing by the cross, she understood the power of God's mercy and can therefore be for us the mother who points us to that wellspring of grace, which is the crazy love of the Father. Let us pray. O God, look upon us, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy. Grant that we may serve you with all our heart. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>